Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Ladies, whoo, and whoo, gentlemen, whoo, welcome, whoo, to another whoo digital whoo citizen episode three hundred and twenty. Pew 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 pew. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro, everybody. I forgot that you were even going to do that until you just did it. I didn't even. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, it's t- 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 on re- uh, 310 already. Wow. Yeah. I was time, not, time, not ready for that. <laughs> time, time flies by when you have fun, right? Or is it? Uh, y- yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it definitely the last year has flown by but you know uh, or at least whatever 2021 has definitely flown by for me i don't know about you oh i i don't even remember the first of the year right i i i i was looking because we're going to talk about like full tv shows and things like that i was looking through my notes uh, and this year has been a shit year both for tv and movies not like anything like huge is standing out. I think this is going to be one of the weaker years when it comes to both movies and TV. I think TV's been pretty strong. I think movies have definitely been lackluster in like blockbusters, but yeah, there's been a lot of really good indie stuff that I've seen mm-hmm. that I would be like, I mean, it's not a blockbuster billion dollar budget f- film or whatever, but I can think of a couple that I'm like, oh, that was really amazing for what they the amount of money they probably spent on it and things like that right so yeah and in two weeks we are going to have our six year anniversary oh that's in two weeks oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i didn't even (laughs) i didn't even know i haven't i i guess that's true right because it's Mm -hmm. september already yeah the Mm -hmm. other day i was driving and i was like oh my gosh thanksgiving is coming up i'm so i'm so stoked for thanksgiving (laughs) it's like my favorite holiday yeah because i love to eat (laughs) yeah the fat boys Yeah, mm-hmm. Christmas is fine. I think I've even said this before. Most people would say Christmas is like the best holiday, but I think Christmas is nah. more uh, nerve-wracking. It's more I agree. stressful than Thanksgiving, which is just kind of chill. So that's why mm-hmm. I like Yeah. But yeah, I think TV has actually been pretty good this year, comparatively, I guess, to movies. That's and it. maybe other years as well. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. Maybe I, I haven't looked that into it, but yeah, I was looking a little to that. Uh, we are going to talk about full uh, TV premieres a little later, uh, but yeah, uh, let's talk about uh, the gift that keeps on giving the Norwegian election because that was a thing this week. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's not. Well, it's not like the. Well, the election is over, but like the yes forming of the government is not completely over. Am I right? No. Okay, yeah, that is a hundred percent correct. So, in Norwegian uh, elections, uh, it's very much different than American elections in in many ways. But 
uh, I think they have said uh, October is maybe when they will be done with the talks. Right, the negotiations uh, to figure out yeah. partnerships of different government, well, uh, right. different government p- or parties. Parties, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Who won? Norway's center-left opposition parties uh, are on course to win in Parliament after Monday's election and will now negotiate how to form a coalition with climate change and a widening wealth gap expected to be central to the discussions. Uh, mm-hmm. Conservative Prime Minister Ernst Solberg conceded the election and will step down after eight years in power, while later le- Labour leader jo- jo- Jonas Garstore is that mm-hmm. okay? Said he intends mm-hmm. to form the next government. Norway's status as a major oil and gas producer has been at the heart of the campaign, uh, although a transition away from tr- petroleum is likely a gradual one. Okay. Yeah, uh, everybody is calling this the environment election uh, in in Norway. Mm-hmm. I I do think that's uh, truth with a little. A uh, pinch of salt, but uh, I do think that we are now going to have a government that is more concerned for for the environment. Uh, both uh, the Labour Party, the Central Party, and also um, uh, the Socialist uh, Left are uh, the three parties that it looks uh, like are going to sh- uh, sit in government uh, with radical left and uh, uh, the uh, Green Party as their supporters. Right, okay. Uh, all through, uh, out of 169 seats, I think it was, 100 seats are occupied by people that are, are on the left side. Right, I'm seeing, well, 98 is what I'm seeing, but that's, you know... 98, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, which is, if you, there's, they have kind of a breakdown in this Reuters article. The 2017 election, it was, uh, the center-right was barely eking out with 88, and then center-left had 81, and now it's mm-hmm. 70 to 98, which is like a huge yeah. Yeah. swing from one side to the other, yeah. Well, I guess not from yeah. one side to the other. It's a huge swing from almost tied to being on one side. Yeah. Yeah. So with ninety-seven percent of the votes counted, Labour and four uh, other centre-left parties swing combined majority of a hundred seats. So that is uh, what I meant. Yeah. What? How much do you think this has to do with like COVID response, and uh, or does it have to do with just the bungling of a lot of things? I think it has to do with we have had a right wing party for four years, uh, for eight years. Eight actually. years, yeah. Yes, uh, and people have now seen that uh, a right wing. Uh, and when I talk right wing, it's so funny because like right wing in uh, in Norway and right wing in America, it's like yeah, the right wing would be the left in Norway, like in, in, <laughs> in America. In, in America, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So when I say right wing, it's not like at all right, but uh, but uh, the right wing party has, of course, it has become more. Uh, um, a bigger difference between between uh, rich and poor people, 
uh, people are seeing that uh, like cut to, for example, uh, rich people's taxes have not created jobs as uh, the right uh, party here in 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 Norway has sure. like yeah. promised. So the cuts to the rich people for uh, like getting the economy going has not actually worked, and I, I think that's. Uh, one of the biggest reasons why uh, the left is winning. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, they can turn some things around. Uh, the most the thing I'm most interested to see is does this new government cooperate with the U.S. and you know the NATO military exercises as much as this old government did. You know the aggression towards Russia and things yeah. like that. Uh, they are uh, they are very bound by the socialist left party, and they are very skeptical. And also, right uh, left is also extremely, or what I what people would call the red party, has like ten man- mandates in now. They are also very like anti USA, so. Or anti-imperialism, or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Okay. Well, we'll we'll just have to see. I mean, it's going to be a while till things start to get implemented. Uh, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. a wait and see thing. It is definitely a wait and see. But I'm extremely happy. Uh, the right party or the red party went up. That is the party I voted for this year. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, they went up from two uh, people in the government to ten. That is quite a, a jump, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, obviously contributed to that uh, big jump in uh, seats that we saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's go over the pun to the United States. You're also having problems maybe with some drones. Yeah, speaking of U.S. imperialism, U.S. drone strikes... <laughs> Drone strike mistakenly targeted Afghan aid worker investigation fines. Remember that uh, bomber who was going to bomb the airport, and so we had to kill him because he had an explosive inside of a truck? Uh, Well, the U.S. mistakenly targeted and killed an innocent aid worker for an American company in a drone strike. We killed an American aid worker with that drone strike, not... A terrorist. So, oops. Right? Like, oops, mm. indeed. It kind of puts into question how, like, how smart are these smart weapons? And I put that in air quotes, right? Uh, mm-hmm. In an investigation into the country's final military action, uh, which concluded a 20 year war, the victim, a newspaper says, who died with nine members of his family, including seven children, uh, when a Reaper drone struck his car as he arrived home from work in a residential neighborhood, uh, U.S. officials have insisted targets of the August 29th operation were Islamic State suicide bombers plotting an attack. Um, but the Times reported reporting compiled extensive video analysis, interviews with colleagues and family, and a visit to the scene casts considerable and potential devastating doubt on U.S. official a version of events, so. Mm. And that's what we had heard kind of initially, was that um, a lot of the people who were killed by that drone strike were young kids, 
And now we're mm. hearing even the person they were targeting wasn't a terrorist at all. He was a U.S. aid worker. So, uh, I don't know how you fuck that up that badly. <laughs> well, they did. They, I will, I remember seeing them come out on the news and say, we had visuals of him putting bomb materials in the truck, and that's why we had to, mm. or whatever. And the Times uh, article says that they got the video of from like that the U.S. was talking about, and that it showed him taking things out of his car because he was arriving home, not putting things in his car. So it was like completely opposite, and it wasn't bomb making material, obviously. So yeah. Are you saying they lied? Like? Yeah, it's they lied. They killed some an innocent person, multi, many innocent people, uh, and then lied about it because they made. How dare they, you? How dare you say? America because they lies. probably fucked up. I mean, I don't think they killed this guy on purpose. I think they fucked up and then they lied about it to to yeah to everybody, and then even took it a step further to act like oh this is a great thing we did by killing this terrorist. On, like, the news mm -hmm. and stuff, being like, oh, we had to do this to, to protect the airport. It's like, no, you lied, and you murdered innocent people. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. America in a nutshell, more or less. Right. Sadly. But, uh, no, it, it's it's super sad, and I, I do feel that... Mm, I, I just feel like uh, it's something that could be... Uh, uh, avoided uh, by taking some actual steps uh, for example stopping doing what you're doing in different countries I think inherently like if we made this mistake and the government came out and said right away no, they didn't lie they went we made a mistake we killed somebody mm. on the ground people would still be mad about that and still uh Say, have questions about is this ethical to be using drones against you know civilian populations and things like that uh that would still be in question but then to also add on that you lied about it right yeah like that makes it yeah. so much worse <laughs> yeah no i couldn't agree more Talking about America, uh, Biden uh, does something to some uh, FBI reports. Uh, yeah, yeah, give them to the people about uh, the Saudis nationals connection to 9-11. Uh, the Biden administration has declassified a 16-page FBI report on the 9-11 hijackers, uh, tying them to Saudi nationals living within the United States. Okay. Mm -hmm. The document written in 2016 summarized the FBI investigation into an Operation Encore. In particular, redacted reports show a close relationship, a closer relationship than previously known to two Saudis in particular, one with diplomatic status, uh, to some of the hijackers. Families of the 9-11 victims have long sought after this report, which painted a starkly, starkly different portrait than the one described by the 9-11 Commission. While the commission was largely unable to tie Saudi men to the hijackers, the FBI document describes multiple connections and phone calls between them. Uh, years ago, the commission wrote that when it came to Saudi diplomat, uh, a Saudi dip diplomat, we have no not found evidence uh, that provided as that he provided assistance to the two hijackers. 
but a decade later, it appears the FBI agents came to a different conclusion, and the report says that he tasked an associate to help the hijackers when they arrived in Los Angeles and told the associate uh, the hijackers were two very significant people uh, more than a year before the attacks happened. Mm. Uh, yeah. It, this is one of those things, one of those things that everybody knows, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've all known that there was some Saudi uh, involvement. I mean, it's been in multiple documentaries, it's been in multiple books talking about the, like, the fact that all the hijackers were Saudis, uh, and I think it's, it's one of those things that, like, everybody knows, but nobody talks about, and then now it's just coming out that, like, this actually is true, and, um, it's just kind of silly that it's been denied for so long by so much of the government. I remember when it came out uh, that Bush had ordered special flights for the family of Osama bin Laden out of the country. Like, do you oh yeah, remember that? Yeah. yeah, and it's like it, it is just like it is. Uh, it is like we we said every time we talk about this. Like the war on terror is not a war on terror. It's a war on for oil and money and per, uh, everything else. But but terror, they're using terror as a excuse to go and be big guys in in a place where where they can own a lot of money. And we always known of that. But uh, and Saudi Arabia is up there. With those countries, like it's, yeah, they behead yeah. people for being witches in that country. Yeah. They chop people's yeah. hands off for like uh, being gay, stealing bread, or yeah. stealing bread. Yeah, it's like, yeah. They, and this is one of our allies. And then we go around and criticize places like Russia or other places and say that they're mm. evil. Uh, but then we're teamed up with the Saudis. It's like, mm. you know, it's very hypocritical for sure as a country. I mean, the Saudi is, is maybe one of the most uh, corrupt uh, government of uh, our time. And that m not more people are pointing that out is a disgrace. Well, they have money and oil, so... Yeah. <laughs> you can't point out uh, the flaws of rich people, bro. That's against the, the rules. <laughs> That's like saying there's nothing wrong with Norway because we have oil. <laughs> it's like it's not it's not allowed to criticize Norway, right? That, yeah, that's true. It's, yeah, well, it, it is. A, <laughs> there is a strange thing of like Saudis really. Uh, Saudi Arabia, at least in America, uh, they avoid being criticized a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, at mm -hmm. least from the media and things, it seems like, and a lot of our governmental officials too. Uh, something I would like to criticize is Denmark. Uh, see what I did there? Uh, they lift all the COVID restrictions as uh, vaccines top 80%. I think this is a little too early. Uh, yeah, well, I remember them saying something like somewhere in between 70 and 90% is like herd immunity it, uh, mm -hmm. of like vac vac herd vaccination or whatever. And so they are at 80%, but it says Denmark's high vaccination rate has enabled it to become one of the first EU countries to lift all domestic restrictions after 548 days uh, in... Oh, the restrictions were in place. 
The return of normality has been gradual, but as of Friday, the digital pass, is, which is a proof of being vaccinated, is no longer required when entering nightclubs. Uh, more than 80% of people have been vaccinated. Uh, the tipping point in Denmark to start easing restrictions came when a majority in the 50-plus age group had both of the shots. Since August 14th, mm. mask wearing in public... Oh, on public transport has no longer been mandatory. September 1st, nightclubs reopened, uh, and it was no longer mandatory to show a pass inside restaurants, go to sports matches, gyms, or to go to the hairdresser. So they've kind of, mm. they've slowly been opening up, and now they, they're completely open, so. Yeah, I think they should have waited a little bit, a little bit longer to make sure there's nothing... Like, for example, the Delta variant that will come into Denmark and destroy all of the good things they have done. Well, one thing it does say here, face coverings are still mandatory at airports, uh, as people are advised to wear one at the doctor as well as test centers or at hospitals. Uh, distance is still recommended and strict entry restrictions still apply for non-Danes coming in through the border. Okay, mm. so that's how they're going to try to avoid that yeah i guess yeah we will see maybe it will go good let's uh, uh keep that in mind uh okay let's go back to the united states uh this is something i really really don't understand because uh police unions across the united states is uh, looking into stopping a mandatory vaccine among officers. Why? The one thing that uh, this could never happen in Norway. Like this, this could never ever happen in, in Norway. And and the reason is very simple. Like people want to become police officers and p things like that in in Norway as well. And and they understand that they have a. What 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 can you call it? You have a face forge that you kind of have to keep, and uh, you have to keep that because uh, if you don't keep that uh, kind of face in Norway, you you you're you're uh, you're not looked upon as a good police officer. So this would never ever happen because uh, people are not crazy enough to go against the government like in that way. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's maybe stereotyping slightly, but a lot of people in America that become police officers do it because they want that sense of like power over people. Mm. And so when the government says, oh, well, we have power over you to do something, they get mad because they feel like they're the top dog or whatever. Like they're the... They, they, I'm the dog. <laughs> right. They feel uh, lesser than because they're they're used to going around forcing people to do things or you know what i mean or telling people to do things and then mm. those people saying yes sir thank you sir uh, uh whatever you say sir but then when somebody else says hey you need to do this they go no mm, i'm gonna take my ball and run home <laughs> Yeah, maybe they should uh, concentrate less about things like that and concentrate more like uh, catching uh, definitely not pedophiles like uh, Prince Andrew. Uh, right, Prince Andrew's team do not believe that legal papers from lawyers for 
Virginia Gurufrey, who accused him of sexual assault, have been successful have been successfully served to him. Right. Uh, because Virginia Gouffre has launched a civil suit, a civil case against the prince in New York, and legal papers have been served before the case, or have to be served before the case can proceed. Her lawyer said they left the papers with a police officer at the prince's home in Windsor, but Prince Andrew denies all claims made by Mrs. Gouffre. On Monday, a U.S. judge, oh right, uh, will determine whether the papers have in fact been served, right? Uh, according to a doc document from Miss Gruffray's lawyer, the answer is due from him to be the affidavit. Oh, the affidavit is due by September seventeenth. If you fail to respond, judgment by default will enter against you in a relief demanding in the complaint. Okay. Uh, legal papers say the process server working for her. Gouffre's team arrived at the Royal Lodge in Windsor Thursday, 26th of August. Mm -hmm. uh, a man met the security staff. He left a business card. Uh, he, the papers say he spoke to the police, including the head of security, who could not locate Prince Andrew's private secretary. Um, he, the, this agent was given a, a solicitor's name and a number to phone him, but did not respond, the papers say. Uh, he, the process server was advised the papers could be left with the police officer at the main gates and they would be forwarded to Prince Andrew's legal team. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, they claim that by leaving the papers with the officer, the service was successfully completed. But Prince Andrew disputes this, saying that because they didn't give it directly to the prince, it doesn't count. I'm not sure that's how things work, to be honest. If I want to serve Prince Andrew with papers, that would be extremely hard for me as a civilian. Right, right, exactly. So. Especially a civilian from a whole other country across, like, a giant <laughs> <Yes>. ocean. Right. <laughs> yes. So, I'm not sure... I, I'm not sure they can have that... Uh, those kind of privileges to be... Well, the there. other thing is there's different rules for process serving in America as opposed to England. There's like, they're different. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Um, but it says here, according to London's High Court today on Wednesday, uh, London High Court said it would take steps, if necessary, to serve papers to Prince Andrew in a U.S. lawsuit brought by a woman who accuses him of sexual assault. Uh, the prince accused accused by Virginia Gouffray of assaulting her when she was 17. Uh Last week, they tried to serve papers, but a spokesman for the London High Court said the issue about the claims could be served on parties in different jurisdictions and was governed by the Hague Service Convention, which requires requests to be made and approved by a relevant authority in each of the countries. Okay. So, do you think she has met uh, uh, the... Uh, standards to service papers because I, I think so. It says here in a statement, uh, Sig Sigrid Macaulay, a representative for Gouffre, uh, said the ruling by the High Court signals it, it agreement that the requirements for service have been satisfied, and importantly, by yeah. directing service, the High Court is putting its own independent, undisputable legal muscle to work in service serving Prince Andrew. So yeah, 
they're saying that uh, they're saying it's uh, services have been satisfied according to the high court. Yeah, and that is uh, what I think as well. I think this is a, a very maybe this is very obvious for me, but I think this is very obviously sent in the right way, and uh, they shown that they actually tried to get a, a hold of him. So I don't really. Well, he's hiding out where... clearly. He's he knew this was sure, coming, sure. and so he's hiding out, and it's like not. Uh allowing them to give Complying, them giving yes. them the, yeah he's got security surrounding him so that and so they gave it to the security people that are surrounding mm -hmm. here uh this is from the lawyer for prince andrew uh this is baseless non-viable potentially unlawful lawsuit there has been a settlement agreement that the plaintiff has entered into in a prior action really? that releases the duke and others from any and all liability hmm uh, yeah, and he still denies having sex or any relationship with her, even though there's pictures of them, like, hanging out. <laughs> yeah, do you remember when he told the, the, uh, uh, the journalist that we never met? <laughs> it's like, it is impossible that we met, that it's like, here's a picture of you two. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, um... He's de I mean, it's just making him look more guilty by hiding oh, yeah. out. And then uh, the other thing is, like, he's not... He's denying that anything ever happened, but by avoiding... Um, by avoiding getting served, it's, like, implicitly almost... Mm -hmm. ad not admitting guilt, but, like, making yourself look guilty. Mm. Right. Yeah, no, I think this is uh, very much proof that uh, I, I, as a judge, uh, Judge Fro, that's my name, uh, I de declare him uh, guilty. But uh, I also declare Russia guilty, because that's what we do on this podcast, we hate Russia. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, they, uh, what? Is this, is this turnaround look? Russia blames U.S. Russia blames. Go ahead. What? Russia blames U.S. tech giants for election interference. That's right. The reverse thing. Uh, uh, Russia's foreign ministry said Friday that it had summoned U.S. Ambassador John Sullivan uh, to meet the Russian deputy foreign minister over alleged interference in its September parliamentary election. Russia says it has undeniable proof that tech giants based in the U.S. violated Russian laws ahead of its coming election. It did not specify which companies and violations it's referring to. Okay, so that's... Mm -hmm. We don't have much information. The U.S. Embassy in Russia and State Department did not immediately reply for requests from comment. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, well, we don't have much info here, do we? Like, if we, if they said no. a specific, if they said Facebook or they said Twitter or something, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it says Russia earlier this month. Earlier this month, that it may treat election meddling refusals by Apple and Google to remove Kremlin critic uh, critics from the app on, on their online stores. 
Hmm. That's, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They they just made this statement, and they didn't really give any information about it um, as to exactly how this happened. But I guess when you think about it, and you go back to 2016, when it first initially came out that the Russians had influenced the U.S. election, we didn't really give all that mm-hmm. much information. It came out much later, so uh, this is kind of similar, just in reverse. <laughs> so instead of Russia Gate, we get the American Gate. It doesn't really have like a th- ring to it, does it? American <laughs> no. Gate. Ameri Gate is what Ameri Gate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you could uh, resurrect any uh, uh, dead animal, what animal would you bring back? Dead animal? You mean like extinct? Extinct animal. Yes. Uh, I don't yes, know. Yes, extinct. Most of them probably. I would. I would not want to bring like a dangerous dinosaur back, right? Um. Why not Jurassic Park? Yeah, it all it works out idea. so well. Jurassic <laughs> uh, <laughs> Park is fighting in the dark. Yeah, uh, dodos. Have you seen dodos? Yeah, those, uh, yeah, but they're gi- giant birds, and I don't like giant yes. birds. Um, uh. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably some adorable, like, mouse-type creature from, like, the Crustaceous period. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's one adorable mouse. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what do you think about uh, resurrecting uh, the woolly mammoth? Is that a good idea? Uh, maybe. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but, uh, yeah. It says tens of thousands of years ago, woolly mammoths vanished from the face of the Earth. Scientists are embarking on an ambitious project to bring the beast back to the Arctic tundra. The prospect of recreating mammoths and returning to them wild has been discussed for more than a decade, but on Monday, researchers announced fresh funding they believe could uh, make their dream a reality. Uh, the boost comes in the form of $15 million raised by a bioscience and genetics company called Colossal. Uh, the scientists have set their initial sights on creating an elephant-mammoth hybrid by making embryo- embryos in a laboratory that carry mammoth DNA. Uh, they started point for the project involve oh starting point for the project involves taking skin cells from Asian elephants which are threatened with extinction already, and reprogramming them into more of a versatile stem cell that can carry mammoth DNA. Uh, Right, they're going to inject that into, I guess, you know, a normal Asian elephant, and then that will produce, like, a crossbreed between Asian elephants and woolly mammoths. Hmm. Don't seem like a very very smart idea, if you ask me. It seems like something that they're just doing just to see if they can do it. <clears throat> Not necessarily that it has any real benefit to anybody that I can think of. You know, um, maybe we need the wool to make clothes. I, I don't think that we have plenty of synthetic clothing options. Uh. Scientists also believe introducing herds of elephant-mammoth hybrids to the Arctic tundra may help restore a degrading habitat and combat some of the impacts of the climate crisis. For example, by knocking down trees, the beasts might help to restore uh, the former Arctic grassland. That's mm. what they're saying. 
Because they can giant poo? Um, it says knocking down trees. Well, the trees do it then, like, decompose and, like, give nutrients to the soil. Maybe that's what it means. Hmm. Weird. Uh, talking about weird, uh, Mexico. What is weird in Mexico? Look. Uh, there was an earthquake there. Uh, and mysterious blue flashes lit up the sky right after this, uh, making some fear uh, an apocalypse was happening, all right? Bright skies illuminated... Uh, bright lights illuminated the sky on Tuesday during a powerful earthquake near Acapulco. A mysterious light show rattled many residents, some of whom shared vid videos online of the blue flashes. Uh, it is n not the first puzzling light spectacle to coincide with an earthquake in 2017, Green and blue lights appeared on social media following an uh, earthquake in Mexico. Mm. Okay, so let's go to that. Like, there's three videos here. I think I, I watched part of the second one, and it looked like the best uh, version of it. I'm going to turn the sound okay. off. We don't need to hear Spanish news. Go ahead and give me a countdown when you're ready. <laughs> in, in one, two, three, go. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It looks like someone has a very, like, bright flashlight. I think it kind of looks like... In the sky. Bombs like going off in the distance fireworks. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But it's... Like something, somebody's bombing Spain. But it's blue instead of it being, like, orange or... Like, if it was an explosion, it would probably be, like, orange or red or something like that. Where this mm -hmm. is like a bright blue color. It looks some... Oh, there's a red one over there. Yeah. That's... That's freaking weird. Have the government come out and said what it could be? Uh... No. Uh... But Rutgers University physics professor Roy Scheinbrot... Uh... Said... That earthquake lights, or EQL, are relatively rare but mysterious. Long sparked far fetched theories of UFOs and natural, supernatural spirits uh, have been some explanations. While most earthquakes, even large ones, do not exhibit this, Seinbrot said they have been recorded historically. Uh, he tried to, he, this guy, tried to recreate earthquake lights in his lab by simulating slip events similar to how tectonic plates pass. During an earthquake, he said the lab has measured voltage changes during these slips, uh, supporting the idea that such voltage changes may occur during an earthquake. Hmm. So that, like, the tectonic plates, like, rubbing up against each other is causing, like, a mm -hmm. voltage spike, and that's causing it, the atmosphere to cause these lights? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it says some okay. believe the light is caused by the friction of rock releasing energy. Others say the rocks produce significant en oh, significant electrical fields when they get compressed in certain ways. <clears throat> uh, that sounds weird. The U.S. Geological Survey says there is also debate of whether EQLs exist at all, and that some geophysicists mm. doubt that any of the reports constitute solid evidence for for the phenomenon, whereas others think that at least some reports are plausible. We just saw f a video. What were you all just having like a mass hallucination? <laughs> 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 
everything you see is wrong. Well, here, here's their explanation. Uh, they said the lights in Mexico may be earthquake lights, but they could also be electrical shorts or exploding infrastructure like power stations. Mm, mm. All of those like happening all at once, like in mm. a row like that? I don't know. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, no, that smells, smells a little fishy. Uh, I'm going to guess that uh, Tron uh, is super busy, busy with uh, election stuff because I'm sure that he's been on in the streets. Yeah, he's probably he's a member of the Green Party, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have uh, Tron tells the truth. That can, means we can go directly into the TV round. Uh, sure. Yeah, TV round. I guess I'll do something returning to start out with into the night. On Netflix, yeah, season two, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. The ver the first season was really good. If anybody watched Into the Night, the first season, it was about a plane with uh, uh, people in it uh, in a time when the Earth is what the sun is killing everybody on the Earth through like what electromagnetism or something. We don't really know, mm -hmm. but uh, at the at the end of that season, they ended up getting to like a bunker where there, there was this military group, uh, and this season is all about them in this bunker, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the best yeah, way to put it. Like, at the very beginning of the first episode, they say, oh, we're going to travel to Norway to go to the seed bank to try to, yeah. to get food, because we want to... Um, if we don't, like, do it now... Uh, the power, it's going to lose power and all the seeds are going to go bad, which I don't think is true mm. because it isn't, didn't they put that seed bank there specifically because it's so cold that yes. it wouldn't? Okay, that's what I thought yes. too. Yeah. One of the reasons why they put the seed bank where it is is because of uh, the humidity and everything would like keep it safe, even if electricity just totally goes away. Right, that's what I thought as well, but uh, mm -hmm. the plane got blown up, uh, Somehow. They just said missiles. We don't really know from what. Um, yeah. <clears throat> which I was... I don't know about you watching this, but I was, like, excited to, for them to get back on the plane. And then they didn't. Yeah, so too. I was kind of yeah. disappointed. I don't... What do you What do you think of this? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I think it is a good second season. I see... I think I see what they're building up to. Uh, I, I very much liked it. It has a slightly different tone than the first season, but I, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, no, there isn't. It just had kind of, what's a good... I had a vibe of, like, season four of Walking Dead when it started mm. to kind of, like, get away from the original concept, and mm. then eventually it just started losing all relatability to the first season. Uh, Walk Walking Dead is what I'm talking about. This mm -hmm. isn't there yet, but if they keep moving the goalposts of what the show's about, and then the next season, mm. it's like completely different. Um, uh, what a completely different show, kind of, because the other, the last show was very much focused on them running away from the sun, and this one they're not. It the sun isn't really even a focus all that much. I mean, it is still to a degree. Because they Do go out at really. night certain yeah. times and stuff. But a lot of the times it's not as much of an issue as in the first season. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they're underground in this bunker. Um, 
So I can see them kind of getting away from what I liked about the original concept of the show. And if they keep moving away from that, I don't know if I'm going to like it as much. But the acting's still good. The story's still Mm -hmm. fun. Uh, I'm still... I would watch the whole thing, so I was totally engaged with it. So, yeah, overall, Mm -hmm. I gave it... What did I give it? Uh, Where is this? Uh, 6.5. Okay, I gave it a 7.5. Okay, what'd you see? Very much. Uh, American Rust. American uh, Rust, this, okay. Uh-huh. This is on Showtime uh, with uh, Jeff Daniels in it, uh, of one of the leads. Okay. It's about this uh, place in uh, Pennsylvania where uh, Jeff Daniels is a police officer. And he really tra- uh, uh, loves his job and and he he like you you see him like being uh, addicted to drugs and things like that and uh, then uh, there is this murder of course uh and uh, yeah uh i think it is uh, it is mostly also about like what an an American dream is uh, is uh, I saw the two first episodes of this. Okay. Very much liked it. Uh, I give it a seven point five. <clears throat> um, let's see. What did I see? Top Chef Family Style uh, on <laughs> Peacock. Yes. Peacock. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. There were two episodes out. Um, it's a Top Peacock. Chef show. That's. It, I would say, actually, remember that Disney Channel cooking show we saw, Magic Bake yes, Off? Yes, it's Magic it's ba- like Bake that. Off mixed with Top mm-hmm. Chef, and then, like, combined yeah. to be... To, like, those shows had a baby, and then mm-hmm. and then uh, Top Chef Family Style came out. Because it, it... Or maybe Top... Wasn't there, like, a Top Chef Amateur show or something like that? Yeah, it wasn't... I think... I don't think it was Top Chef, but I... I yeah... Uh, there was some where, amateur where, uh, cooking show, but it's right. it's yes. So it's an amateur cook, uh, cooks, but one is like the adult mm. and one is a kid, and then there's teams of two. Uh, it's an elimination game show. So the first episode, one person leaves, and then the next episode, another or not person, uh, one set a leaves, uh, and then yes. another pair leaves. Um, they definitely were kind of leaning into the people's racial backgrounds for some reason like the very the italian people all all the stuff they cooked was italian you know yes right exactly and the spanish people all their food was spanish and uh, Uh, the kid with the cowboy hat hat, everything was like uh, some kind of southern or texas type barbecue dish um which i understand i mean you're gonna cook the thing that like you you are that you know how to cook the best in a cooking competition mm-hmm. show. But it's just strange that they chose competitions where each family can kind of do that, where they can... Uh, there's never a thing where they're like, you have to make a curry. And so everybody mm-hmm. has to make curry. It's always like a, a competition to do something a little more abstract, you know what I mean? At least right, in these episodes. Right, right. Um, yeah. It didn't seem as rehearsed as Magic Bake Off, but the kids definitely, they, they gave them like some tips and hints to be to to kind of um, mm-hmm. coach them on what to say 
correctly in a cooking show format and I stuff agree. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, I don't know. I give it a four. I'm not a huge fan of Top Chef to begin with. Uh, this just was a little more interesting because at least there was like, uh, can this kid and their parent work together to make something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I give it a four as well. I, I I didn't like it as much as I like Top Chef, but I I like Top Chef, so <laughs> that's a difference. Oh, and then we didn't even mention Megan Trainer is the host. Oh, Megan Trainer, yes. And even she in the oh, first that, episode that is like, I don't. I don't know why they cast me for this. I don't know anything about cooking. (laughs) She's just like, they're paying me, so I'm here. That's basically what it was. Let's talk about a show I am 110% convinced that you will probably never see or have seen. It is called Folle and Almos Build a House. It is on Norwegian NRK. Okay. Uh, So... Uh, have you ever heard of a, a show uh, called 71 Degrees North? No. So in Norway we have this uh, reality show called 71 uh, North and it is like uh, famous people uh, now uh, like uh, getting from uh, the south to the north of Norway by foot and skis and things like that and they have okay. to do tasks yeah and they can win a car so they are two well people that's that ironic might... they have to wa- yes. walk across the country and then they win a car, <laughs> win a car yes. <laughs> right uh, but yeah they, they are uh, like friends and they are now going to uh, uh, build a house uh, extreme renovation style uh, this this house is like from the 1800s. The oh, renovation. It, okay, they're not building yes. a house; they're renovating a house, even though it's yes, called build yes. a house. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they are build. Well, like there's no fucking floor, and they have to like everything is from the 1800s. So, right. Totally. But yeah, so everything is more or less uh, a house. It's just the shell of an house. So these they, two were like popular reality show contestants, and they got their own spin-off show. Is what happened? No, they were famous before they did the reality show. Oh, they okay. Met in the re- they met through that reality show. Oh, okay. Seventy-one degrees north. Yeah. Right. So one of them is a famous. Uh, Jon Almos is is uh, most famous for uh, a show in Norway called News on News. And that is kind of an entertainment show. Okay. And uh, Eric Folsta is more uh, known as an ice hockey player and sports commentator. Oh, what an interesting duo! <laughs> they're like yeah. not, not. I was expecting them to at least have something in yeah, common, and, but like. And and there's a difference of twenty two years. Oh wow! Them as well, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I loved it. Uh, I gave it an eight, eight and a half actually. Right, I mean, to get a spin-off out of something like that, they must have had good chemistry, so... Uh, Very much. Well, or or one of them is a douchebag to the other, all, all or again and again and again and again, and it's very funny to watch. Uh, yeah, actually, that's a good place to go for me, talking about home renovation. Curb Appeal Extreme! Well, that's with an X, with no E at the beginning. Extreme! Okay. Curb Appeal! Okay. Curb Appeal Extreme! Like they redid that he- the hedge out front of that house, and I was like, "That's extreme." 
<laughs> I don't know why they have extreme in this. It has nothing to do, like, <laughs> they don't ever do anything extreme in this show. Uh, what was this song? Did a jump bass from the house? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like they put, like, a zip line off the, the roof or anything. There's not, like, they didn't make it a trampoline park. Um, uh, that's funny. Yeah, it's, they, they just uh, renovate. Uh, they never renovate the interior of the house in this. It's just about the curb mm. appeal. So they do the exterior of the house and then, like, the yard driveway stuff. Like, they redo all of that. They never. Okay. In this show, they don't go in and renovate anything on the inside of the house. It's all about that exterior. Um, which I found kind of refreshing for one of these shows because I've never seen a show do that. Where all it is mm. is about, like, redoing the yard uh, and not really focusing on anything inside so it makes the outside of the house really look good but you I they didn't even show the inside of the house in this episode at least um but yeah hmm. it was extreme I'll give it an extreme 3.5 that's extremely fun uh mask singer you Australia season three uh, I don't no, I, I am still watching this. But Vinnie Jones was under the mask in the first episode. That was fun. Vinnie Jones? Why does that name familiar? Uh, Lux stuck in two smoke. Oh, barrels. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now, yes. now I know who you're talking about. And lots of other things. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Um, well, uh, you want to give like a score about the new thing eh. they, they put did they do eh. the button that we talked about no yet? no 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 that's just uh, america this was australia oh this was australia okay i yes. get confused <laughs> did you see the, the the sketch i sent you about australian yes that was very funny those guys mm -hmm. are hilarious uh fairbane films that's what they're called uh let's mm -hmm. see i saw the Smurfs? Did you see the Smurfs? Nope. Okay. Uh, new Smurfs. I don't think they've made a Smurf since, like, the 80s. Like, mm -hmm. the ones that I watched when I was a kid were all really old, I remember. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Even when I was really young, they were already old. Extremely so they might have been from, like, the early dumped. 80s, late <laughs> 70s. Yeah. yeah. Um, Extremely bad dubbed into Norwegian. Ugh. Oh, for you? Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. This one, the animation is much more, uh, you know, updated. It's much more mm. CG animation happening. But some of the, like, well, the characters are all the same. They totally kept the character styles the same. It, they still have the same bad guy, the same with his cat. And the house he's in looks pretty much similar. They really didn't change anything. They just gave you new stories. Uh, each episode's around 12 minutes, uh, which is kind of a short, you know, show. Overall, it, it was Smurfs. I give it a six. I don't think it was anything special, but it was also not anything terrible. I mean, it, they do the classic Smurf this and Smurf that and everything else. Mm -hmm. uh, I Comparing it to the movies, better than the movies, probably on par with the original show that I saw. So, yeah. I loved uh, the live animation movies. I don't know why. Oh, okay. I hated the anyway. Smurf movies. Uh, dog days, talking about animation things, uh, from things we remember as a kid. You remember Up, right? Well, I don't think that was when I was a kid, or when we were kids, yeah, but yes, I do remember yeah. Up. Up. The dog from, uh, Up has gotten his own TV show on Disney+, Plus. Dog Days. 
oh. uh, or where he chases squirrels, for example. It's very cute. It's very childish. I didn't. It's not really for me, but I uh, I will give it a three point five. I worked in the movie theater when Up came out, and I remember just when the move the movie would get out, you would see people coming out, and there were just people with like tears streaming down their face. Love Up. <laughs> I love Up. I cried my balls out when I saw Up. Uh, another Peacock show. There were a couple of Peacock, Peacock shows this week. Uh, Frogger, a reality show based on the 80s video game I Frogger. S- I, I also saw this, yeah. Um, it's very similar to that show Floor is Lava that we watched on Netflix. No, it is. It is. The floor is lava. Just with water and lily pads Just with water and alligators instead of, instead yeah. of lava and like yeah. Egyptian yeah. pyramids and things. Yeah. Um, so stupid. Did you think this was better or worse than floor is lava? Because I thought this was at least um, better produced. Like it had bigger better budget. Pro- yes. Better produced, but it wasn't better. If better. You get right. Me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. It was still stupid. Like the whole. The thing that I really hate about at least this one, and I think they did it in Flora's Lava as well, is like they're all the way in the water. She's got like one yeah. fingertip on the on the top of the thing, and that that still uh, counts as not falling in the yeah. water. Like that's yeah. so dumb to me. Like they need to just fix that part of it, and it might mm-hmm. be a little more entertaining because at least there would be like some stake stakes to it. But I guess nobody would probably ever finish any course if they did that, right? Uh, that is true, but uh, yeah, it's still stupid. I give this a three. Uh, I give it a. Where is it? I give it a four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why the last man? Oh yeah. You saw this. I saw this. Um, assuming, I saw the three first episode. Uh, so this is about the the world ending, uh, and uh, well, a lot of people. Kind sorry? of the world ending. There, uh, dis- kind of the world. Then. The world. There's a m- massive disease, right? Right. That is just transferred to to men. Uh, so every ma- male uh, is dead, except for one. Extremely unsympathetic. I have no clue why they made him so boring, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, that is more or less what what it is about. It felt very much like The Hundred, The Leftovers, Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, it felt uh, like I've seen this show 6,000 times before. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's It's got similar feel to a lot of other shows. They did a lot of walk and talk stuff uh, yeah, with, like, yeah. the, uh, the president. They do, like... But it's also split up into different... It's not you're not following one story necessarily. It's all happening, but you're following the story of this president and her mm-hmm. dealing with the fallout of this virus. You're following the one kid who's like the main character, I guess we'd call him. He's the last man, and then we're also following this other girl who I don't know what her deal is. She's like I think she's just friends with a bunch of transgender people. That's what it seems. Mm. Uh, which that kind of confused me because I guess they'll probably explain it later in the season because I haven't seen more of it. But like where that line gets drawn in the show of like transgender 
you know, if you die, if everybody who's a man dies, how do transgender people fall into this category in the show? You know right. what I mean? Which I, yeah, yeah. that I find kind of interesting. I, I don't know. I was engaged by it. I thought I would only watch two episodes and I, I watched the third one. Uh, mm. it, it does feel a little network TV. Did you feel like a little oh, bit? Very much. Yeah. Very and much it's so. on who it's, I think it's, Hulu, but it's produced by FX, and that's why it kind of mm. has that network TV feel to it. Um, overall, the acting is so-so. It's middle of the road. Like it v- feels very much like network TV acting. Uh, I don't. I don't know. What did you give it? I gave it a five point five. Okay, because I gave it a six. I was expecting yeah. you to go way lower than that. Actually, um, the storyline's interesting enough. It just. Uh, seems like they're stretching each episode a little bit to Mm -hmm. like keep in that lost way where it's like we're we got to just keep stretching this because the concept only leans itself to last for so long right and Mm -hmm. unless we just stretch out like the questions and keep stretching out the questions in like uh yeah so i thought it could have been better but I, i had fun with it so yeah uh what else yeah, what else did I see? I think that was the last thing I saw. Oh, no, Metal Shop Masters. That was the last thing I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I was just going to say, didn't you see something else? Uh, on Netflix. <laughs> this is a, yes. another reality show, but it's a fabricating show where metal, metal workers uh, are told to produce a produce something each episode, and they compete against each other, and the person who... Uh, who has the the best creation judged by these judges uh, mm-hmm. wins each episode, I guess. That's kind of how it works, right? Yeah. Um, and then in the end, uh, what? What do they win? I don't even remember what they win. Uh, money, wasn't it? Was it? Or was it like getting your work into in somewhere? Or maybe that was part yeah. of it too. I, it might have been both. Yeah. Uh, but both at least maybe. in the one episode, the very first episode, it, it seemed like they did not understand the concept of the show because like multiple <laughs> people within the first like was, five minutes of the was, show have already broken I was the rules. Just going to say that because they didn't like explain the rules well <laughs> enough to the contestants or something. So two of them came with finished works. Which is that and whole work. concept of the show is to create yeah. the work in the shop and some, for, yeah. I don't know how you confuse that. Uh, so funny, and also they were going to make a token that was about them, and the one that went out in the first episode totally didn't understand the the task at all. Uh, yeah, he. Well, neither did the other lady. No. She no. was, yeah. Not, I that's where I, I fell thing? in. Yeah. yeah, the the wings. I was yeah. like, the the only answer to all of this is that they just didn't explain the like the rules well enough to them <laughs> when they went into the game because yeah, like if it was one of them that got confused, but when multiple like two or three people of your contestants yeah. don't know how yeah. the rules work, like there there's another issue happening. Overall, I, I gave it a. Oh, I also gave this a five point five. I uh, gave it a five. The last thing I saw was uh, a show called uh, The Cleaner on BBC. Uh, this is a comedy show 
very very entertaining very very funny uh, uh, about this uh, uh, crime scene cleaner that comes t- uh, to houses and every episode is like different uh, the first house he has to clean is is a murder house. The second house uh, was a fire. Okay. Thingy. Very very funny. Very very British. Very very. You will know people that is in the show. I recommend it to everybody. I gave it a nine actually. A really one of my favorite comedy shows in quite a while. That sounds very British. Like. Yeah. Having a comedy show about something very dark like that, right? Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the last episode, Boohoo uh, of Cooking with Paris. Episode 6, Family Steak Night with Kathy and Nikki Hilton. Uh, mm-hmm. Truffle, Gold Flakes, and Caviar. Paris goes all out for a luxurious steak. Oh, steakhouse dinner gilded with onion rings and all with Kathy and Nikki Hilton as her guests. Mm-hmm. We get to see Paris Hilton's one uh, uh, arm this uh, episode, so I was very happy. Right, she m- most of the time wears gloves, but usually they're, what, fingerless, like, tiny mm-hmm. little hand... They're not even really gloves, they're like palm covers, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what else happened in this episode? Uh... Oh, we they, found out. oh, this was the best part, is when they did the mm. onion rings and they made the <laughs> batter way too thick because instead of, like, mixing the batter and then dipping the onions in, like, one at a time, they just, like, put all the stuff that the batter was and added the onions and then mixed that all together. Uh, so and when stupid. they realized they messed up, they just filled the pot with water and just, like, kind of scrubbed each onion off. <laughs> like, it was just the gross... It actually was really gross. Yeah. Uh, we learned that uh, uh, Paris Hilton's sister is uh, more beautiful than her sister. Uh, we learned that uh, her mom has had a lot of surgeries. Uh, what else do we learn? God, her, oh, mom, her we... mom thinks that she is just hilarious. Her mom thinks oh, she is the funniest person in the world. She's so funny, yeah. She's so funny. And she wants everybody to laugh all the time. Right. So fucking stupid. She just, she has like this weird sense of humor that doesn't... Yeah. I guess it's maybe just like a rich person sense of humor or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this was better than last... Last week, I think, so I will give this episode uh, four? Uh, yeah, I think you're probably about right. Four. Yeah, that that's dead, dead, dead where I'd be. <clears throat> there was the one scene that was kind of interesting where her mom talks about the first time she remembers Paris Hilton eating oh, yes. ca- caviar. Eating caviar, yes. And both me and Fro were like, why would you remember that? Why is that like a memorable moment in somebody's life? The first time they had caviar. Uh, rich people are so rich yeah, that they are rich. Yeah, I guess it's just rich people shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, what would you give, you give this season all over? That's a good question. Uh, probably like a 2.5? Yeah, 2.5. Uh, but look, that means that we're doing something new next week. What are we doing next week? Oh, yeah, Squid Game, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Korean show. 
right? This is our first Corrigan show. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, yes. I guess not obviously, but... Not um, obviously. We've done this for six years. It could be that we had done the Korean show before, but... That's true. Uh, this is on Netflix, though. Uh, there's mm -hmm. eight episodes. Coming uh, Friday. Yes, coming Friday. Uh, let's see. Hundreds of cast-strap players except... Oh, it just went off of it. Hundreds of cast-strap players accept a strange invitation to compete in a in children's games inside a tempting prize awaits with deadly high stakes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, it's like a weird death reality show where at the end somebody wins a lot of money. Uh, right. And I'm assuming we're going to, like... There's going to be a certain main character that goes through this whole in well, weird game, right? That's what it looks like. But from the mm -hmm. trailer, I didn't really understand who the main main character was or whether there was multiple. No clue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we saw the trailer when we were talking about what we should do next. And when we saw this, we both like said, yep, this is the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. It, lo it looks totally bonkers. Uh, and that is uh, one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to see it. Uh, and the visual, like, it looked visually just amazing, like, oh, yeah. really weird, and, uh, what's a good, it kind of reminded me, the one scene I remember saying reminded me of the movie Toys, with all the weird mm -hmm. pastel, like, uh, stairs happening, that stairs to nowhere and things, yeah, interesting mm -hmm. stuff. Anyway, uh, we haven't had a main topic in gosh, gosh, forever, but we are going to talk about our top five uh, shows of the fall that we are looking forward to. Uh, we have said it has to be in between the 16th of September to the 30th of October. Um, that is our premise. Uh, well, I mean, that, we can... that's not really our... That's dictated by the fact that that's when fall TV premieres happen. So sure, sure, <laughs> right. But it's also that we could have done this a little earlier, we right? Or we could have, we could have said it a little later. Uh, we even talked right. about like should we go later than October thirtieth? But it was clear like that's an that's that was good enough. I didn't have a hard time finding five shows either. Um, no, because there's plenty of shows coming all. out. But there's just a lot of there is a lot of bad stuff coming out, like FBI International, whatever the fuck that means. Well, we will see if that comes up. Look. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, my number five. I'm not looking forward to this at all. But it, I have to have it on my list. It is Ghost, the 2021 TV series. Because it's an upcoming American television sitcom adapted from the 2019 BBC series of the same name. Uh, for people that have not seen that, uh, Samantha and Jay believe their dreams have come true in receiving a beautiful country house, only to find that falling apart and inhibited by a number of deceased previous residents uh, with Rosie McIver and oh, Udkarth Ambudkar? Um, um, My favorite. Sure. I've seen the trailer for this look, mm -hmm. and it looks abysmal. Okay. It looks uh, atrociously bad, and it comes October 7th. Uh, Midnight Mass, the uh, upcoming supernatural horror uh, 
on Netflix. Midnight Mass mm-hmm. tells the tale of a small, isolated island community whose existing divisions are amplified by the return of a disgraced young man, the arrival of a charismatic priest played by Hamish Linklater. Uh, when Father Paw's appearance on Crocodile Island coincides with unexplained and seemingly miraculous events, a renewed religious fever takes hold of the community, but do these miracles come at a price? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this. Uh, I mean, Mike Flanagan can do horror when he really wants to. Uh, my next one is La Bria. It comes uh, September 28th on NBC. It is an epic adventure that begins with uh, when a massive sinkhole opens the middle of Los Angeles, pulling hundreds of people and buildings into depths. Those who uh, fell uh, in find themselves in mysterious and dangerous primeval land where they have no choice but band together to survive. The show follows one family broken up by the events and trying to get back together. Uh, Ian McKagan, Natalie Sia, uh, Catherine Loig, yeah. Sounds interesting. Uh, my number four, uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. This one mm-hmm. is, I, either is going to be good or <laughs> it's going to be awful, and yeah. that's why I, yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's possible that it could be good because it's on Amazon uh, and not somewhere like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. sci-fi or something so it does have yeah, I mean Fox. yeah exactly <laughs> one year after a fatal car accident that haunted their graduation night a group of a group of teenagers find themselves bound together by a dark secret and stalked by a brutal killer as they try to piece together who's after them they reveal the dark side of a seemingly perfect town and themselves mm-hmm. everyone is hiding something and uncovering the wrong secrets could be deadly this comes out October 15th uh yeah, it's just got a bunch of people in it. Yeah, uh, I remember watching the 90s movie a bunch of times when I was younger. Uh, and this sounds like it's based off of a novel as well from 1973. Yeah, like I said, either going to be really good or really bad. Who knows? Well, talking about shows that we have talked about, FBI International Look is my number three. Okay. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to this at all, but it it is a little funny. Uh, it is the... Second spin-off from Dick Wolf's uh, drama FBI. And it is the third series in the FBI series franchise. How the fuck is this a thing? <laughs> uh, the series uh, set up to follow the elite operatives in the FBI International Fly Team with its headquarters in Budapest. That is why it's international. Look. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they are shot with uh, locating and neutralizing threats uh, against America, wherever they may be, uh, may be without using guns. <laughs> I just think the funniest thing about this is, like, to me, I'm like, the FBI, this is a job the FBI should not be doing. And then other people right. are like, you know what we should do? Make a TV show about it. I know. And make it, it'll probably glorify it as a good thing, right? <laughs> But yeah, it comes out the 22nd of uh, September, so. Okay, uh, let's see, my number three. 
4400, I guess is what it's called. Mm -hmm. Yes, it even says pronounced 4400. Uh, upcoming science fi fiction mystery drama, which is a reboot of a 2004 show called mm -hmm. The 4400. So this mm -hmm. is called 4400. The last one is The 4400. It's very... Very different. Coming October 25th, 2021. <laughs> Did you ever watch the original? I don't think I ever saw the original. Love the original. I don't remember if I saw it or not. So mm. uh, maybe I need to go back and like kind of check out the original and see if I remember it or not. Because 2004 mm. was a long-ass time ago. So um, 4,400 marginalized people who vanished without a trace over the last century all make a sudden return, having not aged a single day and with no memory of what happened to them. Uh, yeah. Wasn't there a show we watched not too long ago that was like the reverse of this, where all these people yeah. disappear without a trace? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, this just sounds interesting. It's on CW. comes out October 25th. Yeah. My number two is something that you got me into uh, because we saw the trailer of this ordinary show. It comes out uh, September 20th. Uh, the series centers on Joe Camberrow as he makes pivotal life-changing decisions at his college uh, graduation follows him in three parable timelines. As a police officer following his father's footstep and as a music star. Following his passion as a nurse after he marries his love. Yeah. I was sold when I saw the trailer for this. I didn't. I thought it looked bad when I saw the trailer. So we're on right. we're on opposite sides of the road on that one. Yeah. Uh, it looked yeah. very. Yeah. Mm, it looked like something that there. It's a very love story oriented. It's very like mm -hmm. they're gonna try to pull at your heartstrings, make you cry about his the his relationships and things. I don't know. Uh, other people love that stuff. I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, something you mentioned earlier is my number two, uh, La Brea, uh, on NBC, September 28th. Like you said, it's about a sinkhole that people fall into Middle Earth, is what it sounds like, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you fall into a sinkhole and not die? I guess it, this... <laughs> Middle Earth in this universe is like a big trampoline or something. So, <laughs> I guess we will see. That is a good, good question. Everybody who fell in happened to be wearing a parachute in their car or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Luke. Uh, okay, my number one, very easy. Uh, foundation. Uh, it is coming to Apple TV Plus. So. Uh, Let's hope it's good. Uh, Foundation chronicles the 10,000 uh, year of the Foundation, a band of exiles who discovered that the only way to save the Galactic Empire from destructions is to defy it. This is based on my favorite science fiction uh, novel series of all time, so let's hope it's good. Oh, cool. Yeah, I thought you were going to go with the... Uh... What what's the the other the one you were mess. really excited for? Yeah, but it, that comes the Dan later. Brown show. Yeah, uh, I have it on my list. Right. Well, I just thought that would be your number one because uh, you seemed really excited for that one. But this oh, one, yeah, that other one looks stoked. good too. Yeah. Actually, my number one, I went with Ghosts, which you already talked about, uh, based on a BBC <laughs> One <looks> so <laughs> show. 
I just think this it could either be bad or it could be good because the original's good, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where like, okay, first season of The Office in America was bad, be- mm-hmm. but then it got better, right? Oh yeah. So mm, I want to give it a chance just because I liked the original. So. Uh, already on Friday is my first honorable mention. Uh, fa- Family Law comes out on Friday. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I thought that uh, I didn't. Lot. I did not look. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, I guess the first one I'm looking forward to is what Harper House. We saw the preview for that cartoon. Yeah, looked pretty good. That looked good. Yeah. Uh, I also have on my list uh, NCIS uh, Hawaii. Oh, that's we need another one of those shows. Uh, <laughs> they're making a Chucky TV show. They are. I am so interested in what that's going to be. Right. It's, it says it's based off the Child's Play franchises, uh, and mm-hmm. it says it serves as a sequel to Cult of Chucky, the seventh film. So it's going to be a sequel of the films itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on USA. That It sounds interesting. And... The Big Leap is uh, something Luke is looking forward to, that because it's a musical comedy drama, and what is better than a musical comedy drama? Oh, is that what it is? I I saw that yeah. it was. I didn't know it was musical. I I saw that it was a comedy drama, and it it's, it didn't. It's based on a British reality television series. I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Day of the Dead. I think it's on. I think uh-huh. it's going to be on Sci-Fi. It's like another zombie show. Yeah. I'm I'm actually looking forward to that. It looked pretty good. I think the twist, what I read of it, the twist is like there's a 24-hour period of zombies instead of it being mm-hmm. like... So, I don't know. I don't know how that works for a show. We'll see, I guess. Uh, one of Us is Lying, uh, coming to the Peacock, uh, based on one of um, my favorite books about friends that... Uh, meet together and all of a sudden there's a murder going on and things like that. Looks fun. Is it Friends? I, I, what I read about it, it was like because this was my last one uh, on my honorable mentions. It was something like they all got detention together and then somebody dies and they find out that like it was a murder and then they all get blamed because they were all in detention together. That's what it sounded oh, like to me. Okay. So I don't know if that's like they changed up the original story or what, but that's what I read about it. That was your last one? Yep. I also have Dope Sick. That uh, looked interesting. Yeah, the documentary about opioids or whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there was there was a few other things that came or that are um, there's a lot of other things that are coming out, but those were like my main honorable mentions, so Yeah. Mine mine as well. So, let's move on. TV news. Uh, some TV news, yeah. Fox, Fox Entertainment closes acquisition of TMZ uh, from from Warner Media. Mm. Are you surprised? Confirming that founder and editor of oh, founding and managing editor Harvey Levin will continue with uh, the newly situated company, which that's mm-hmm. the main guy who like runs the whole thing, right? Yeah, that everybody is like afraid of for some reason. Everybody says mm-hmm. that's what I've heard is like Harvey Levin. Everybody in Hollywood is terrified of this man. <laughs> yeah, because he, he has, has like, like dirt on everybody. Yeah. yeah, he knows everybody's secrets. So yeah, no, I I think this fits into the Fox uh, Entertainment Group more 
to be honest. Yeah, I I mean, everybody... TMZ is a weird thing, because I both think it does good work at times, and other times it's the most awful thing in the world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes they'll do things and they'll break stories that are, like, super important, and then they do things mm -hmm. that are just garbage journalism or like even not just tabloid bullshit you know what i mean so it's like Parasail, not in your dress or just harassing <laughs> people outside of like yeah, the yeah. airport and things like that it's you know they're like in a weird space where like they do good journalism sometimes and then they're also the worst ever it's so strange they are the night crawler if anybody has seen that movie yeah to, yeah i guess so they literally mm -hmm. are like they hire a lot of paparazzi, so yes. Uh, mm. Sharon Osbourne. Remember when she got kicked from the talk for being racist? I do remember that. I do remember that. Uh, she says she went. She underwent psychological trauma after leaving, and she took ketamine therapy uh, to deal with her problems. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Being crazy. racist is, is, is problematic. I, I, I cannot stop that. Uh, Osborne's exit from a CBS, from the CBS show earlier this year followed a heated on-air discussion with her co-host. Osborne was defending Piers Morgan about amid widespread criticism of his coverage of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, if you remember that. Uh, mm -hmm. She says she went on under... She... Wait. The uncomfortable exchange, Osborne was then accused of racially charged behavior on the set, which she denied. Osborne says she was forced to hire 24-7 security due to death threats. Um, I went through three months of therapy, she noted. I went through ketamine treatment, and it, I got it all out. All the tears and everything that I felt, you know, all of that is gone. Uh, can you just do that? Can you just go get ke ketamine therapy? I didn't know that, to be honest. I thought it was an illegal drug unless it's being, like... I guess... Yeah. If... Uh, hmm, I guess it says ketamine treatments are sometimes used by psychiatrists to treat tra patients with depression. Uh, really? They, yeah. Okay, I I'm seeing a thing that. It says... Such, former, such as former NBA player Lamar Odom uh, also went, went through ketamine therapy at some point. Hmm. Uh, I did not know this was a thing. Oh, the uh, Food and Drug yeah. Administration, which approved a nasal spray version of ketamine known as S-ketamine in 2019. Uh, oh, so it's a different, like, they, like, revamped it. It's not like ketamine that you'd give to cats, I'm assuming. <laughs> That's, oh, now I know why she has gotten those cat eyes. It's, it's <laughs> I don't think that was it's it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's why. Uh, SNL and Goat Boy cancels shows at venues. Yeah, Jim Brewer, the comedian, uh, cancels shows at venues that are requiring vaccinations after going on a rant. He says, I absolutely, I'm absolutely not doing these shows. I'm, I know I'm going to sacrifice a lot of money, but I, I'm not going to be enslaved by the system or by money, and nor should anyone that wants to be laugh or entertained. Uh, if you have anything else to say, I honestly don't care. I have to stick to my morals. I have to stick to what I know is right. Uh, 
if you try to segregate my audience or my following, I'm walking away. Uh, I'd rather be, oh, I'd rather go bankrupt and make a stance and not segregate. Okay. Segre hmm. They says they're segregating people. Hmm. Mm, not sure if that's true. No. I saw him, <laughs> I saw a clip of him on the Rogan show talking about how he got COVID Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of downplaying it, saying it wasn't a big deal and that everybody's making a big deal out of it. So he's kind of on that side of things. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's our email address. We have a Facebook group. It's also called Another Digital Citizen, funny enough. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, uh, that is maybe where we're most active. And when I say we, it's look because... We are the royal we. <laughs> <laughs> at, post, at podcast ADC. That's at podcast ADC. Uh, some movie news. Uh, Christopher Nolan uh, goes away from Warner Brothers after nearly two decades and uh, sets up a new film. Yeah, we'd he heard, I mean, before that... Uh... That he was unhappy. Yeah. Right, he was unhappy with their the way Universal was releasing his films, right? That was the big mm. problem. Uh, Tenet. And now he's landed at Universal. Uh, let's see. Do they, ha they have an upcoming film, but we don't have like a name for it or anything yet. No. But they've already like, they've already confirmed that that they are in pre-production of a movie, so uh mm. I mean, Universal released all their movies on streaming services just like Warner Brothers did, so I don't know how this yeah. is like a change in, you know, that, but maybe they, maybe yeah. he got a better deal with them also. I bet he's, you know, maybe making more money, something like that. Yeah, I don't really understand it, to be honest. It's like, it doesn't change anything at all. Well, you know, maybe he was just unhappy with his contract. Who knows? Who knows? Could be. Uh, but, uh, yeah, talking about movies. Look, I've seen uh, some movies this week. Uh, should we start with uh, the movie? I really want to start uh, start with the movie. I want to call it Maligent, but uh, I know it's not true. It's Maligent. This is a horror movie. Uh, for people that doesn't know, this is uh, uh, one of the most anticipated horror movies of this year, this year uh, directed by James Wan, that also created The Nun and, uh, yeah, a lot of horror movies. Right. Uh, uh, this is uh, uh, based on a story by them. It is, I will say this about it. Uh, the less you know about it, the more I think you will enjoy it. I went into it pretty uh, green. Uh, I all had just seen the trailer. The trailer makes it look very uh, on par. I don't think this is on par at all. I think this is one of the best horror movies that I've seen in years. I really, really scared the shit out of me. Uh, and uh, it has 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, 
6.3 out of 10 on IMDb and just 50% of on Metacritic, 67% on Google. But I will give this a 9. Really loved it. Okay, I saw something we talked about last week. We need to do something. The horror movie. Well, mm-hmm. horror slash monster movie, end of the world slash family drama movie? Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about a family of natural... Some type of di- natural disaster happens, and they live in a house that they've designed the bathroom specifically to be, like, tornado bomb-proof, right? So the whole thing is totally... Uh, secure and the walls are like seven feet thick or something crazy you know what i mean like that um so they all go into this bunker bathroom bunker to get away from the storm uh a tree falls in front of the door so they can't get out of the bathroom and um there's no way out because it's this bunker you know what i mean except for the front Mm. door uh and they get stuck in there and they start to get you know cabin fever and everything and it starts to become more a psychological thriller, and also you start you start to question: Was this a natural disaster? Is there something more uh, devious and horrible outside that door of the bathroom? And they really they it fucks with your head and shit. It's kind of funny because we talked about it last week. In the cast on Google, it says Ozzy Osbourne is in the movie. Ozzy Osbourne is not in this movie from <laughs> at all. <laughs> Uh, no, but somebody does bite the head off of an animal in this film, so I think that's where the Ozzy Osbourne mistake happened on Google. Is like, oh, really? Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but it's kind of funny. Because wow. even there, if you go to YouTube and you go to IFC Films, there's a clip from the movie, like a preview clip, uh, and the title of that video is called Ozzy Osbourne or a Cute Puppy. Uh, we need to do something clip so i don't know how they made that mistake but this movie was very good i think fro will really like it i'm gonna give it an eight. Ooh, nice it's very indie and you can tell they didn't spend a lot on it because literally there's one setting a bathroom uh mm. so they didn't have to spend a whole lot on like going to different sceneries and stuff uh the acting is the best part though so i'd recommend it i saw kate on uh netflix i saw this about- yeah uh, an assassin played by Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, really, really good. Uh, Woody Harrelson, very, very good in this movie as well. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, this is one of those movies that you kind of have to leave your brain behind and just enjoy the movie for what it is. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, she's someone is trying. How much can I? talk about this without uh, spoiling the premise, I guess. Uh, she's an uh, assassin. I was going to yes. say, have you ever seen the movie Crank? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's the female version of Crank. Right, pretty much. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's a little t- yeah. tamer than Crank somehow. Uh, oh, definitely. But basically the same concept of, like, a movie. Uh, yeah. Less drug use, but she still does like have what? What are those things called? The uh-huh. epipens or whatever they are. Epipens, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I enjoyed this very much. I give it a seven. Yeah, I loved the stylistic choices they made with this movie. 
um, as far as like the look and feel of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the storyline about like the Japanese it, the culture and how uh, the bi- businessmen are uh, in this world uh, in Japan are like intertwined with you know uh, the yakuza and the mafia and things like that, and that she's like this hitman. Uh, yeah, it's visually appealing. The acting is good. The uh, the fight choreography felt maybe it's because we've seen a couple of amazing uh, fight choreography type movies lately. Uh, that one French one specifically is standing out in my mm. mind. That was oh, so yeah, badass. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. felt a little more like. Uh, I don't know, Americanized fighting. It wasn't as... Mm -hmm. uh, It's the way they cut it together. It's the way they they over-exaggerate punches and things that it feels a little less, I don't know, genuine. Uh, Overall, I gave it a 7.5. Cool. What else have you seen? I saw 21.49, The Aftermath. Uh, I don't know where I saw this. I I saw it on some streaming service. Um... Mm. It is a film about, in the future, uh, the government tells everybody that the air has gone bad and that no, you can't breathe the air. And maybe it did at some point. But everybody's been living inside in bunkers that are, like, climate controlled and everything for years and years and years, right? And this one kid who's, he works as, like, uh, he works a job as a bulldozer, but he does it, like, remotely from inside his house, like a drone pilot of a bulldozer that digs up minerals for the government. And one day, as he's bulldozing around, a dog all of a sudden kind of appears, and he's like, wait a second, (laughs) Uh, Hmm. maybe the air quality isn't as bad as I thought. Um, It's about him finding... uh, Finding out about that, I guess. I don't want to go into any more than that. It's not a good movie, I'll tell you that. The acting's not great. The cinematography's ho-hum. The special effects are pretty bad. Um, uh, overall, I gave it a two. It's definitely not... It's one of the... It's a very bad movie. It doesn't make any sense uh, in, this, in certain parts where it's like, why would this person do this? I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, uh, but... Yeah, it's just generally generally not a great movie. It felt very sci-fi channel movie, maybe. Even though uh, yeah. I think I saw it on Hulu or something. But yeah, it's it's not great too. I saw Lady of the Manor, <clears throat> directed uh, okay. and written by Justin and Christian Long, the Long brothers, um, with Melanie. Lansky as this lady that really can't decide what she wants in life uh, uh, and is thrown into being a tour guide on this castle or this manor uh, where of course there's a ghost played by Judy Gare uh, and uh, the ghost has to teach her to become a proper lady while there are some douchebags around that's trying to take control of the manor and yeah there's a murder mystery in in Walt even uh this is a stupid stupid movie i give it a 3.5 yeah 3.5 
I've been looking at a th thing from uh, Roger's Movie Nation about 2149. He calls it Yaw Sci-Fi. <laughs> Yaw Sci-Fi. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of young adult. Yeah, he's not right, wrong. Um, what did I? What else? I talked about that. I talked about that. The Big Scary S Word. I watched that last night. Oh, cool. A documentary about the history and current goings-on of American socialism. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to hear something interesting you learn in this documentary. Mm -hmm. The Republican Party was founded by socialists. <laughs> really? I didn't yes. know that. <laughs> yeah, no. I've seen this movie. Yeah. Oh, you saw this too? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think? Because I thought it did a really good job of covering like the history all the way back to like way before uh, you would think socialism came around in America, right? Yeah, I really, really like this movie. Very interesting. I think it's one of the most interesting documentaries I've seen in quite a while, to be honest. I think that's also because. Because of the election in Norway. Um, oh, I've good noticed. timing, right? Like, just yeah. really good timing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it goes into, like, how... Also, I mean, according... Right out of the title, Big Scary S-Word, they go into how the word socialism got kind of... Um, mm -hmm. denigrated by society in America, where people look at it as, like... Like the one part where they show the guy... The sen uh, was he a senator mayor? He's running for, mm. I think he was running for senator or something. Oh, something. He was running for something, and the guy holds up. He's a socialist, and the guy holds up mm -hmm. a hammer and sickle behind him during a TV appearance, and it's like, that's what people associate socialism with, right? Mm. And he's like, Communism. they're comparing yeah. me to a communist for wanting to help poor people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that is more or less it. That's one of the things that like. I find most fascinating about like talking about socialism, like because socialism in America is looked upon like yeah, you could uh, almost say the devil is here, and you would uh, get a better response than say hey there's a socialist there. Right. Yeah. Um. And it goes into all everything like the McCarthy hearings and goes all the way up mm -hmm. to talking about Bernie and even smaller poli current politicians that are. Uh, socialist and yeah it really does a good job of kind of covering most things people would need to know and showing that like america is more socialist than you think i like the part where mm -hmm. the one guy goes down the list of all these famous people like albert einstein who was like super hardcore mm -hmm. socialist right martin luther king all these people yeah i saw another politics movie this week uh wag the dog it is one of my favorite movies to watch after an election uh, one of those things that I, I try to watch every time. Uh, it is very, very funny. Uh, one of my best satire movies. And it's also like a reminder of like how far politics uh, sometimes goes to let some things look like a different event. Uh, it's just a hilarious um, funny movie. Uh, yeah, loved it again. I see it every fourth year. I saw it with my dad and his girlfriend. His girlfriend had seen it before and she loved it. I haven't, I, I think I saw that like when it came out, 
on like when it came out on so VHS good. probably, and I don't think I've seen it since. <sighs> but I do remember it. Like it's one of those movies so that funny. like you remember it because of uh, how it formed. It kind of formed a lot of ideas of like mm-hmm. how politics Fake work. News. Just because I was yeah. so young when I saw it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing we both saw, I think, uh, was Prey, or what was it called in yep. Nor- in Norway? <laughs> yeah, let's go with Prey. I don't even remember okay. now. Prey yeah. as in P-R-E-Y, not P-R-A-Y, Prey. Uh, it was a German film, right? It, it was, yeah. Uh, very much like this. It was very, uh, the most dangerous game uh, type, you know, man-hunting man movie, right? Except that kind of had a twist. Yes. Uh, I love the twist. I think the, t- the twist was basically you're, you're trying to figure out why this woman is trying to kill these men the whole movie. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a mystery at the same time as being uh, uh, the most dangerous game type uh, movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, I, I very much like the acting in this, the filming in this, the mystery element of this. There are some elements of this movie where I think it was a little out there. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I really dig this movie. I thought the ending was not quite as satisfying as I wanted it to be. They Agreed. left it a Agreed. bit open-ended. Yeah. Uh and I would have liked to have least have kind of understood a, a little more of the connection between certain things. And then, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. we have this whole brother uh, storyline that didn't really resolve itself at the end. So, overall, I gave this a 6. I gave it a 6.5. Okay. That was the last thing I saw. Uh, yeah, I guess so. We should... Watch the trailer for a movie coming out called Queen Pins. All right, boys, lock and load. <coughs> STX Entertainment. It's two women who are counterfeiting coupons. This feels like a lot. You don't think we're coming in a little hot here, ball? It's like a thousand coupons. Is that the guy from a reality show, like the pawn shop guy? Rick. Yeah, it looked like Rick, didn't it? Yeah. Oh. This is based off a of true story, is what I heard. You know who gets rewarded? People who don't follow the rules. It's time we start bending them a little. Nobody has apparently seen this film, though. We'll, we'll get into that in a second, though. Oh, yeah, it was harder to find a review. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we got found the exact same ones, because it's literally impossible. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, because people love Kristen Bell. So... Mm-hmm. Seriously. But we, we have had like problems. Him? It does, yeah. But we have had problem with uh, Paramount Plus movies before. This isn't theaters. It says it comes out in, on Paramount Plus at the end of the month. They carry the mail. 
I carry a gun. Oh, yeah. We are investigating a counterfeit coupon ring costing companies tens of millions of dollars. We need someone who's had experience with this sort of thing. We've got to spread this shit out. I'm talking oh, about who is she? I've never seen her before. And aliases. Could you say it all again? Baby like Rexa? Okay. I don't remember, her, but I've definitely seen her in something. You gotta let me in on this thing. Who's the girl, Earl? I think it's pretty clear that Earl doesn't know. Call a sketch artist! Call a sketch artist? Oh, I know what that guy is from. He was from that Clint Eastwood movie about the... About the guy who saved... Oh, Richard Jewell. Richard yeah. Jewell, yeah, he played in that movie. Yeah. That's where I know him. That's where we're... Better than That's intimacy with another person. That's what I've been told. Sorry, I, have you not used a coupon or have you not had sex? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> looks, it looks funny. I don't know why people aren't watching yeah, this. Yeah. Is there anything else I should know about? I don't think so. No. Well, yo, 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 it's time to stay with JoJo. I mean, how could they trace it? Get back to your yeah, face. Yeah, my face is right on it. <laughs> oh, my face. <laughs> <laughs> So, Luke, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, a frustrated suburban housewife and her best friend hatch an illegal coupon club scheme that scams millions of corporations and delivers deals to legions of fellow coupon clippers. Hot on the trail is an unlikely duo, a hapless loss prevention officer and a determined U.S. postal inspector, both looking to end their criminal enterprise. That was Queenpins. It's got six... 0.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Talking about Rotten Tomatoes, because that's this the only place where it's possible to find reviews. Really? I didn't find uh, any there. and I, I Well, maybe I didn't go there. I don't know. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, Justin said one star. Worst movie i ever seen. I don't know how I stayed in the theater for it entirely. I wasted two hours I'll never get back. Uh, I want W said, abs uh, gave it f five stars and said, absolutely a great watch, very funny. Came in with uh, with in and bet I bet this uh, is going to be off the wall movie and left thinking I haven't laughed so this much in a long time. Great comedy. Okay. Uh... I got one from Facebook from Ursula Powers. She says fun and fast paced. And then the other place I went was Metacritic. And this was like an actual reviewer. This isn't just a user review, but somebody reviewed it and said there are three options when a movie or TV show uses the freeze frame record record scratch. And then, yep, that's me uh, to kick off a story. Option A, you're watching Saved by the Bell. Option B. <laughs> <laughs> Option B, it's being ironic. <laughs> or option C, what you're about to watch is going to be terrible. Queen Pins, uh, Queen Pins falls squarely in option C. <laughs> uh, also coming out this week, Dating and New York. After an electric one-night stand, two New York millennials drawn up a friendship with benefits contract to avoid the pitfalls of their past relationship. Five on IMDb, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes, 71% of Google users liked the movie directed by Jonah Feingold. Does it have any famous people in it? It has uh, not. 
Show Me the Father, from the creators of War Room and Courageous, everyone has a father story, and it's still being oh written. God. That's all it says. Jesus. Uh, first anticipated document... Oh, it's a documentary. Okay. Uh, it doesn't really have... Eddie... Oh, Eddie George, Sherman Smith... I mean, it's a documentary. Let's see what... The scores are 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 3 out of 5 on Common Sense, 4.8 out of 5 on Movie Insider, and 88% of Google users like the movie. Okay, a language lesson. When Adam's husband surprises him with a weekly Spanish lesson, he's unsecure about where or how this new element would fit into his already structured life. However, when strategy strikes, his teacher becomes a lifeline he didn't know he needed. 96% of Google on Rotten Tomatoes, sorry, uh, that is high. 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 65% of on Metacritic, doesn't have a Google score. Hmm. Looks good, though. Uh, the card counter, William Tell is a gambler and a former serviceman who sets out to reform a young man seeking revenge on a mutual enemy. Uh, just Tell just wants to play cards. His Spartan existence on the, on the casino trail is shattered when he is approached by Kirk, a vulnerable and angry young man seeking to help to execute, execute his plan for revenge on a military colonel. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, it's got Oscar Isaac, Isaac, Tiffany Haddish, Ty Sheridan, William Defoe in it. So nice, good lineup. The, the Alpinist, the life of Canadian mountain climber Marc Andre Lacerque, who lives an in elusive and nomadic lifestyle while attempting extremely difficult climbs. Among these is an expedition to Patagonia. Uh, that pushes the boundaries of climbing possibilities. Eight out, eight point two out of ten on IMDb. Eighty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety-two percent of Google users like this documentary. Uh, everyone's talking about Jamie. Uh, Jamie New is a sixteen-year-old who doesn't quite fit in. Instead of pursuing a traditional career, he dreams of becoming a drag queen. Uncertain about his future, Jamie knows one thing for sure, he's going to be a sensation. Supported by his loving mother and amazing friends, Jamie overcomes discrimination and bullying to step out of the darkness and into the spotlight. Um, 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 89% of Google users liked it. Oh, I was like, why, why am I seeing the same movie? I, I clicked Show Me the Father. I was like, what? Uh, okay, but Prisoners of Ghosts of the Ghostland with Nicolas Cage in it. Okay, cool. Oh. Uh, in the trenches frontier of the samurai town, a ruthless bank robber gets sprung from jail by a wealthy warlord whose adopted granddaughter has gone missing. He's offering uh, the prisoner his freedom in exchange for saving uh, uh, the runaway. Scrapped into a leather suit, 
that self-destructs in five days. What? The bandits, the bandit self sets off to a journey to find a young woman in his own path to redemption. This sounds cray-cray. And it's got Nicolas Cage really, in it, so... I so want to see this. It's got Imogen Puts in it as well. I like her. Uh, I really want to see this. Yeah, that doesn't look too bad. Okay, uh, what's next? <laughs> uh, for, forever First Love. Paul and Anna run into each other on a, oh, in a market while on holiday and rekindle a lost romance. Tensions arise when they realize they there are still funderme- fundamental differences between them. Just, just like that's every relationship ever. So what? Uh, the Copolter tapes. Uh, I'm going to guess that's Truman Capote. Yeah. Using the tapes and animation, and you on camera interviews with people who knew him, the film explodes the impact of Capote's explodes this unfinished novel. Answered prayers. 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, 62% of Google users liked it. Uh, small engine, engine repair. A seemingly casual reunion of three old friends at an out-of-the-way repair shop masks a hidden agenda fueled by the arrival of a privileged young yuppie. This is based off of a book of the same name. out of 10 on IMDb, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, 85% of Google users liked it. Uh, Starring John Bernenthal, who's somebody you you would know if you saw. uh, Not really anybody. uh, Spencer House, you would know. Yeah. Mm. Many movies. Which one would you pick? Yeah, which is... Queenpins looks good. I think I'm going to go with The Card Counter. I'm going with Prisoners of the Ghostland. That also would probably uh, one I want to see. I, I also want to see Queen Pins also. Most of the rest of them yeah. I'm not looking at as Not watching. Malignant, even? Oh, maybe Malignant. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, but we didn't... Yeah, I guess that would count. Uh, next week we will talk News of the Week, TV and Movies of the Week, another... Digital review of shops, sh- sh- shops, shop, 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 shop. This is going to be a fun review next week. That that time you got it right on accident. I think. I think you did it correctly, but on accident. It's chop, chop, shop, shop, shop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that will be fun. Uh, then we will talk about Squid Game Episode 1. I'm very much looking forward to see this. Yeah. Uh, it. I, I think it's going to be really, really good. So. Oh, it's going to be something. That's for sure. Uh, we're going to have to pay... Bunkers. We're going to have to read a lot. So that's going to be a thing. But... Yeah, maybe it's... Maybe it's... Uh, dubbed? Yeah, maybe it is dubbed. dubbed. I don't, we, we don't really yeah. know yet, I guess. When we were watching we'll the, tr- the trailer, had, <laughs> I went off the trailer and the trailer had subtitles, so I didn't really think about that. But yeah, <clears throat> uh, Jeremy Round, yeah. Jeremy uh, Round, Trisha Paytas. Let's talk about it right away. H three podcasts got can well got 
delayed this week. They did not. Ma- they're not making any podcasts this week. I'm assuming just because I know they were planning on doing a brand new show, like a new mm-hmm. show that was going to replace Frenemies was going to be on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I assume that they're waiting for that, and that's probably going to be their sh- first show back. That's my guess. I'm not. I have no intel on that. But they did this because Trisha had another crazy, breakdown. Crazy Google. Well, there were people online apparently harassing her and her family and other people. Uh, but there was also... Now there's allegations that she faked being molested or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not necessarily faked it. That she may have said it... Said somebody did it and maybe they it's not true there's a lot of different allegations happening and so i think h3 they were like let's just avoid the drama completely and just not make a show at all because every time something happens and then it just fuels the fire right i don't know what do you think about that you know i saw her ramblings going on and i just i just like i i felt bad for everybody else that is in on world and also that video that she posted like isn't moses there to fucking stop her it's just like yeah it's 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 odd i mean it's come to according i mean she put out all these text messages which again is all always a bad idea but it showed that uh Ethan and Ela are not happy with him, and it looks what I am hearing is that there's something to do with him taking off a condom when having sex with his ex or something that he didn't tell her he took off the condom. Uh, which apparently yeah. they just made a law in California that, that that's against the law. It's called like yeah. the stealthing law or something, which I've never heard of uh, that happening, but. But of, it's it is atrocious to do that if that is true. Right, exactly. Uh, to do it on purpose and everything, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it seemed like Ethan and Nila believe that in the text message it said they believe the victim. So yeah, and it's like and then Trish goes on. That's your own brother, and and uh, yeah. So the whole thing is very dirty because of all the family stuff that's involved also. Mm. I don't know. I saw a comment uh, underneath one of Trisha's videos that was ba- on Twitter that basically just said, I loved Frenemies. It was an amazing show, but I wish it never happened. <laughs> For everybody's mental health, right? Yeah. Uh, does shares uh, exist, uh, look? Well, Vsauce uh, will uh, help you with that. Uh, I am not a big fan of Vsauce, but that was a very good video. What was it? Do shares exist? Okay, I'll have to watch it. I I, I like mm-hmm. him sometimes. I think he's funny. He's a funny dude. Mm-hmm. I know. I I. The thing is, he's funnier in other people's videos than he is in his own, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, I guess we have to talk about the woman. Who made her kid cry for the YouTube video? Oh, Jesus Christ. Such an awful lady. She's like a fitness influencer on YouTube. And her dog, like, was sick. Their dog was sick. And 
the kid was crying and she's having him pose for a thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being like, oh, you need to make, make, make it look like you're crying for the thumbnail. Make it look like you're crying. And he's like, I am <laughs> crying. Crying, yeah. <laughs> it's like she's so disconnected from reality. The yeah. That whole YouTube family vlogger stuff is so crazy. Uh, I know that you don't care, but it was an Apple event yesterday where we learned about the new iPhone. Looks what do you mean? I was like tailgating last... outside the Apple store. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is the worst lie I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh-huh. Uh, Did you see Action Lab? Have you ever seen Action Lab? No, I don't think so. Let me look it up. Uh, they had a feeding, a feeding my Venus flytrap candy instead of flies. Oh, really? Okay. Did you see the LA Beast bring back PB Crisps thing? I did, yeah. I remember at some point, I don't even know if it was on this podcast, we did a whole thing about like things we want to have come back. And one of my things was PB Crisps. Mm -hmm. I loved those when I was a kid. So much. And so, the thing about LA Beast is, he's the guy who brought back Crystal Pepsi. Right? Mm. He managed to actually make that happen. He was the guy who brought back Surge. He actually made that happen. So he has a track record of doing these things. And so to see him go, I'm going to bring back PB Crisp, it's like I'm getting excited because this is actually could become a reality. Uh, so everybody, yeah, go go check out his video. And then there's like a, a group that he set up uh, to like get people together to try to I think it was, it's not planters, it's Hormel, to get Hormel Foods to bring back PB Crisp. Uh, A very cool channel called uh, Lemino had a one-hour video on the enduring mystery of Jack the Ripper. I really, really recommend that. I think it got, I I remember getting something like that recommended to me. I don't don't think I watched it, though. So good. So incredibly good. I'm not into true crime, but that was fun. Uh, sad uh, news, I guess. Norm Macdonald passing away was sad. Yeah, it was but he sad. had cancer, yeah. so it was you know, uh, it it he was not doing well. Did you watch the video of uh, uh, Connor McGregor trying to attack Machine Kel- Machine Gun Kelly? Oh, I saw. Yeah, I did. That was funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like what? What was the other th- the other thing? Uh, Kim Kardashian's son calling her out for being fake was kind of funny. Being fake, yeah, that was so funny. Uh, Mommy, don't talk like that. Right, which I thought was even funnier because when she was on the Paris Cooking with Paris show, we even pointed yeah. out she why is she talking weird when she's around Paris, and then her son calls mm-hmm. her out for talking a whole other different weird way when she's doing what makeup tutorial videos or whatever. Uh, yeah. But that's very like a kid li- a kid thing to do is just call out something like that because they have no filter, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have anything more. Oh, I got a bunch of stuff here. Then uh, okay. Did you see the Nikita Dragon thing where she's talking about like being famous? Right. That uh, yes. 
influencers are, are celebrities or whatever. I always mm. thought it was weird to use the word influencer instead of celebrity. Like, there's this weird, like, separation. I can understand where she's coming from, but at the same time, it's like this dumb, privileged way of looking at things. It's just like, you, you have tons of fans. Like, call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> That's what I think. What I don't know about you. Yeah, no. I, I also think that... Uh, PewDiePie Norway uh, owns part of Antarctica. Did you see no. this? Yeah, but no. <laughs> it's true, but it's uh, he's not allowed to take uh, the other part of uh, Antarctica, Antarctica, even though he said so. What's, do you know the deal with that part of Antarctica? Uh, why Norway has it? No, the part no that's fucking... not claimed, that he wanted to claim. Oh, no clue. Right, I don't know either. Uh, there's this thing going around, the bra conspiracy... Apparently, Victoria's Secret has put V, uh, some type of chip, uh, what are they, RFID chips, in all the tags of their bras, and now people think that Victoria's Secret is tracking people, and then now mm -hmm. the uh, QAnon people are saying that that's being used to groom women uh, and follow people, follow women around using these RFID chips in Victoria's Secret bras. Have you heard about this? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy conspiracy that's out there right now. Uh, and then the last thing, I guess, is this trailer I posted in the chat. I don't know if you've seen... I have not This trailer, yeah. Nope. I watched very beginning of it, and once it got maybe like 20 seconds in... I was like, okay, I'm going to turn this off and watch it with Fro, because this looks fucking crazy. Okay. Right. It's an A24 film, so that makes me happy. Okay. Uh, and it's also Naomi Rapes. I love her. And also uh, Johnson is a good director. I'm going to guess horror. Well, let's check it out. It's uh, called Lamb. Give me a countdown. Okay. Three, two, one, play. Okay. Very nice cinematography already. Yeah. Nice wide landscape so. shot. Oh, that's a good A24 logo. Oh, it's a can maybe? Cool. So yeah, there's a woman there's the herding sheep. She's... Mm -hmm. She's not herding sheep. <laughs> not, <laughs> no, herding. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like she... A lamb was born. Okay, and they're looking—they're looking very confused about this lamb. Okay. I love the acting. Very slow. The cat is like, "Why is there a lamb in the house?" Hey, why is there a lamb in the house? They. She's not used to strangers, he says to the his friend. Okay, now that lamb is wearing a coat. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is this happiness? Is this a horror movie? I don't know what this is from. <laughs> I really want to see it. That's what I I know. Oh, it's in Icelandic. Cool. It's not a child. 
with the teeth. It's, it's an animal. And now, oh, the Jesus lamb was Christ. talking. Okay. It was walking yeah. on two feet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is a horror movie. Nice. In Icelandic. Oh, I want to see this. Cool. Is it? Yeah. I was still at the beginning yeah. of that, and I was like... Very, very much up my well alley. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is a lamb wearing a coat? <laughs> <laughs> lamb already has coat. That's coat made of lamb. <laughs> <laughs> coat made of lamb. Uh, okay, is it time to say goodbye to everybody? I think it's time to say goodbye. Okay. Time to... Say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di another digital, another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.